0: is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Most American Christians say the Bible does not influence their views on Israel. Now that may come as a shock, but it is true. Only about a quarter of American Christians say the Bible influences their views on Israel as the Israeli... Hamas war continues after October 7th. LifeWay Research, in collaboration with the Philos Project, conducted a survey and asked 1,252 American Christians for their views on the Israeli-Hamas war. The poll, conducted between November 14th and 21st, that was released on December 14th, has a margin of error that's very small. Respondents were asked what was the influence What has influenced their views about Israel and were given a list of responses that they could select? About 27% of the Christians selected the Bible, suggesting that among 73% of the respondents, the Bible does not inform their views about Israel. The Bible was the second most commonly cited answer, however, coming in behind the media at 56%. So among Christians in America... The media has more effect on people's views toward Israel than God's view. What does that say about the future of our world? What does that say about the future of the Middle East? What does it say about the future of America with regard to the Middle East, Israel, and the rest of the world? Particularly in line to the fact that God said to a fellow by the name of Abraham, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that That curse you. Let that one sink in for a moment. I will bless those that bless you and your descendants, and I will curse those that curse you. I don't know about you, but I feel like we're working intentionally, not negligently, but intentionally ourselves into a box to be cursed by God, even as we claim to be the most godly nation in the history of the world, other than Israel itself. It appears the script has been flipped, as the world now is now supporting the Nazi idea. And so today, as we look at the year in review, we're going to be looking not so much at the spiritual and moral aspect within our country, as we did on Wednesday's program But today we're going to be taking a look at the interrelationship between the United States of America and the rest of the world. And we're going to be looking at it as best we can from a biblical worldview, regardless of what 73% of professing Christians say, they look more to the media than what God has to say about Israel or anything else. So I'm glad that you joined us. It's conversation as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. It's interesting, this headline, the script has been flipped as the world now supports Nazis. You would think, because of the words never again, that the world would just absolutely have risen up against Hamas, would have actually risen up against Hamas, Hamas, and would cheerlead Israel, continuing to say you must eradicate that group that has dedicated itself to the absolute incineration of the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. But no, just exactly the opposite has taken place. It's very similar to what happened with the 9-11 attack by 19 renegade Muslims coming mostly from Saudi Arabia, Attacking, destroying the World Trade Center towers, and then uh, heading into the United States Pentagon and ultimately heading toward the United States Capitol. What devastation. Almost 3,000 people killed, many, many, many others injured, including many of the first responders who are even now dying as a result of their exposure to the after effects of those fires. But you would think, one would normally think that that would have turned the world primarily, and certainly within the Western world, against the practice of Islam. And certainly against radical Islam that has decreed its sole intent is to rule the world under Sharia law. But it didn't work that way. What actually happened was the world became more open to the practice of Islam. Tony Blair, the former prime minister of Israel, said, I read the Quran every day while professing to be a Christian under the English church and then left the English church and became a Roman Catholic. But he said, I read the Quran every day. And Joe W. Bush came out, and he publicly said two days, two two weeks, I guess it was, after the 9-11 attack that Jews, Muslims, and Christians all worship the same God and that Islam was actually a religion of peace. Now, I'm not sure who told him that, but if he had read the Koran from kiver to kiver and the kiver at that is cover, he would have known that that isn't the case that early on Muhammad displayed a rather open view toward Jews and Christians. But then when the, when they would not and refused to accept his rulership under Sharia law, he got angry and threw a fit and began to write new things in the Quran and the Hadith indicating that the Jews and the Christians should be destroyed wherever you find them. Apparently... George W. Bush was not informed of the reality of that change in the spirit of Muhammad, whose flag in Islam carries the scimitar or the sword. For the shedding of blood in order for Sharia law to take over the world. Who would have ever expected that shift to take place? But it did. And now, unexpectedly, with this attack by Hamas dedicated to the absolute annihilation and destruction of Israel and all Jewish people, and by implication, Christian people, by the way, the world now has shifted on its axis and come against Israel, including the United States of America under the leadership, if you can call it that, of Joe W. Biden and his State Department. And all those surrounding him including all of the media. Yet Christians are saying that they're getting their primary view and understanding and viewpoints toward Israel, not from God, not from the Bible, but from the media that is totally skewed against both Jew and Christian. Friends, that gives you the bigger picture of where we are at the end of 2023. What I have just shared with you is the greater picture that we need to understand. Everything else that we discuss today has to be subsumed or figured under that greater blanket picture. Why is that? Because that's the bigger picture that God is looking at, as described in his word. Everything else, as important as it is, is second base. We'll be right back. The world is currently being conditioned, friends, for the final chapter of God's story before the return of Messiah, to establish his millennial kingdom, just as the Bible predicted. And it will hinge on Israel and Jerusalem. In fact, God said through the prophet Zechariah in chapter 12, it will come about in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the people's and all who lift it up, lift up their hands against it will be seriously injured. And all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. So we should be concerned. And heavily burdened for the Jewish people, but not surprised. Because we should keep in mind what Jer- Zechariah also said. And in that day, God says, I will set about to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. So is the world guilty of willful ignorance? Are all the nations going after the Jewish people? Or is this a a theorist conspiracy? No, it's the reality. This is what's actually happening. We could go through all over the world illustrations of anti-Semitism that is growing so rapidly across the world. In other words, the spirit of Nazism is growing and multiplying and pervading not just Germany, not just a Hitlerian government rising in Europe, but all over the world, yes, even in the United States of America, the supposed land of the free, becoming only seemingly the home of the brave. Now, when we think that that is God's greater picture, he's looking at Israel, he's looking at Jerusalem, and he's saying, this is the greatest sign that you need to be focusing on concerning the end of the age, concerning my coming. Are you focused on that? Are you focused, has it somehow resonated seriously in your mind and heart that these things might, in fact, truly signal that the coming of the Lord is very soon. As Andre Crouch of the Disciples sang back in the 1970s, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the king. Or Bill and Gloria Gaither and the Gaither, both vocal band singing, The king is coming, the king is coming. I've heard the trumpet sounding, and now his voice I hear. Oh, were those just fun songs? Or were they prophetic songs, even, yes, in the 1970s, to tell us that we are in that season? Well, what else is taking place in our world in that season? Since we just laid out the broad fence line, shall we say, from God's viewpoint, that in, in which all the other things that are developing in our world are occurring, leading inexorably toward the fulfillment of all biblical prophecy, what should we expect? Well, I'm going to lay out to you a good, solid sampling now of what to expect. I hope you're ready, friends. If you have children or grandchildren, you might want to listen intently to what I'm about to share with you. And it comes from the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum now, led by Klaus Schwab, in the pursuit of globalism, the one world order, set to take place through what is euphemistically referred to as the Great Reset to take place in 2030, they have ordered governments around the world to reduce the age of consent to 12 years and to decriminalize pedophilia. Now, that's the simple summary of it. So I want to share with you a little more of the depths of this, because it reveals how profoundly, how wickedly these people who are pursuing this new world global order are dealing. These are the people, by the way, that Pope Francis is trying to curry favor with by coming out just in the last couple of weeks and declaring his increasing affection for the practice of homosexuality, yes, even in the Roman Catholic Church. That's right. He's trying to curry favor. Trying to curry favor with a God-hating globalistic elite who are seeking to lead the world into the greatest horrific cataclysm the world has ever seen. All in the nature of saving the world, as in the building or rebuilding of the Tower of Babel. Well, according to these uh, sick, godless minds in the corridors of power in Davos, Switzerland, the age of consent laws have no place in what they call an enlightened society because they discriminate against a child's right to choose to have sex with adults. And if you disagree, the globalist elite have a plan for you. According to the next step in their, I'd call it an evil agenda, they're planning to require parents to obtain a license to raise their own children. And if the parents object to the key planks of the globalist agenda, including the so-called rights of the child, they will take away your right to raise your own child. And make no mistake about it, they're coming for your children. Are you listening, friends? I know many of you have thought that I was just, uh, you know, spouting in the wind and conspiracy theories and all of that. This is coming direct from the World Economic Forum. These are the people that Joe Biden has aligned himself with, that John Kerry, his his uh, environmental czar, has aligned himself with, that goes there to speak at the at the Davos gathering of the globalistic World Economic Forum every single year. It is John Kerry who said that the inauguration of Joe Biden advanced or catapulted the progress to the new world government more than anything else that we have ever known. And looking at what's happened, I think you'd have to agree, if you're honest. And it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican. What we're talking about now, you're talking about your kids The kids don't vote. The kids don't have a D or an R or anything else behind their name. They're children. And you and I, as parents, have the responsibility to care for them under God. But these folks say, no, you don't have any right to care for those children Your only right is delegated to you by the one world government, and you will either do what we say and pass down our edicts and plans and practices for your children, or you will not call them your children anymore. They are our children. So these globalists have been attempting to normalize pedophilia across the scenes for many years now. So we find this taking place particularly in Germany. The German government is considering proposals to legalize child porn and drastically lower the age of consent as part of a radical new plan pushed by the World Economic Forum to make the world more inclusive toward pedophilia. In Article 2 of the Basic Law, called Sexual Self-Determination, they use the phrase, free development of personality. Which is another euphemism for the practice of pedophilia. And pedophilia isn't the only taboo that they're determined to smash. Incest is also on the World Economic Forum's agenda, and they're determined to have it legalized in all World Economic Forum uh, Infiltrated Countries Starting with Germany I thought that's where the Protestant Reformation Began Something's happened in Germany Hasn't it? I thought that's where the Holocaust began Now Our families and children are included In They want to make a holocaust out of our children. According to the World Economic Forum, anti-incest laws violate the human rights of brothers and sisters who want to have relationships and start families, and a government-backed group in Germany is now parroting this line from the World Economic Forum. But they're not even stopping there. They're now laying the groundwork to take away the natural right of parents to raise their own children. In other words, you're going to raise them for the government. Isn't that kind of what Hillary Clinton said years ago when she said it takes a village? So they're taking this now to its end result. Parents will need to prove that they accept the radical pro-pedophilia and transgender agenda before being granted a license by the government to raise their kids. Would you call this an evil policy? What would you call it? That's what's happening, my friends. That's what's happening as we wrap up 2023. So what do you think is going to happen in 2024? The things that have been put in the hopper for 2023 now will take place in 2024. Why? Because they're pushing for... The final implementation of the one world order or government. The western one world order where the woman will ride the beast. All as portrayed there in Revelation chapter 17. You might want to read that again. In fact, you might want to get a copy of my book, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. It'll break all that down for you in a very helpful and beautiful way. It's a $22 book. Yours for $20. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. If you don't have the book, I urge you to get it. If you have the book and haven't read it, start reading it. Make it a point. Read a chapter a day, something like that. It's pretty easy to read. You can even read it in smaller sections. I've written it in such a way that you can do that. Get a copy of the book. It'll open your eyes and hopefully your heart and help to prepare you to prepare others in your sphere of influence. God, friends, is giving us an opportunity to take heed, to prepare for that which is coming. Are you willing to take these things seriously? Or are you going to wait until the whole thing pours out upon you and it's too late to say you're sorry? The book, again, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter? $20 on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. And, by the way, the chief rabbi of South Africa has accused Pope Francis of what he calls... Primitive pacifism and repeating the sins of Pope Pius XII during the Holocaust for his stance against Israel's just war of defending itself against the terrorist group. In other words, what he's basically saying is that Pope Francis is surreptitiously colluding with the forces of evil who seek to annihilate the Jewish people, and by virtue of that, bringing the curse that God declared would happen to those who speak against the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not a pretty picture, is it? And as if that were not all, we know that Pope Francis has also, in the last two weeks, decreed openly, notoriously, egregiously, and perhaps hopelessly that he as heading up as vicar of Christ opposes the words of Christ and the Bible and is now going to seek to reconcile the practice of homosexuality with God's opposition to it. Go figure. We'll be right back. There is so much
1: more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries.
0: Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're taking a look at the broader picture of the world as we wrap up twenty twenty three. We've laid the foundation in Israel from God's viewpoint. Then we have shifted to America and we've shifted to the globalistic agenda and the intent to take over our families and our children and to make them essentially wards of the state so that parents will not have any rights over children, but will be under the thumb of the state and its orders to raise them according to the edicts of the World Economic Forum. So an article came out from World Net Daily. I think it was uh, taken an excerpt from an article written by David Kupalian, the editor uh, of the... Uh, their magazine there, but he says America, long the freest and most prosperous, powerful, altruistic and Christian nation on the face of the earth, is on the brink of destruction. How can this possibly have happened? He said as recently as a generation ago, America's dominant culture was essentially moral, patriotic, and Judeo-Christian. Fast forward a few decades into today's steaming inferno of unprecedented madness. Democrat politicians today overwhelmingly favor late-term abortion up to the very moment of birth, formerly known as infanticide. And at the same time, they encourage children too young to drive or vote to have their breasts or sex organs amputated in pursuit of a gender transition, which leads to staggering rates of depression and suicide. It's mass hysteria. And to permit countless females to be raped in prison by male inmates claiming to be trans women. And none of this actually constitutes politics in any conventional or traditional American sense. Rather, it's all darkly spiritual, which is simply to say evil. The United States of America is in the throes of a full-blown spiritual war between good and evil. All this and so much more constitutes genuine spiritual warfare, good versus evil, freedom versus slavery, heaven versus hell, and God versus Satan. And then you have college-age Americans up for baby-torturing terrorists, Why would so many young people side with Hamas while condemning Israelis who suffered the greatest one-day mass slaughter of Jews since the Nazi Holocaust and are now just trying to defend their nation from further attacks of a long-promised annihilation? In large measure, it's just a direct result of American education and woke culture. That's where we are. We spoke about some of this On Wednesday, when we talked about the spiritual and moral decay, spiritual decay and uh, moral debauchery of our country. But where does this affect the world? You see, today we're focusing on the world at the end of 2023. And from the American viewpoint, we are the world. That's how the world sees us, that we think we're the world. And they're saying, you know what? We don't quite agree with you. Russia's saying we don't agree with you at all. China's saying we don't agree with you at all. The BRICS Nations are saying we certainly don't agree with your economic stuff. So the world is rising up against America. And it's rising up America against America primarily for one reason. And it's not political. It's moral and spiritual. The world is rising up against America because America and its leadership have betrayed the very foundations of the country that the world claimed to trust. And so we have a dramatic illustration of this right now. The United States is attempting to pressure the African country of Uganda into accepting obscenity and indecency. Uganda is facing significant external pressure due to its anti-LGBT legislation, said a pastor there in uh, Uganda. He claimed the U.S. in particular was deploying economic measures in an attempt to force the African nation to change its stance. The founder of uh, what was an organization called Straight Nation, dedicated to protecting and promoting African culture and faith, stated that the West, i.e. Europe and America, is attempting to impose immorality, obscenity, and indecency on his country. In particular, he said, Uganda is under tremendous pressure because the U.S. has instructed the World Bank to deny us financial services after the African nation passed the Anti-Homosexual Act earlier this year. The pastor claimed the U.S. wants to ban the East African country's coffee, cotton, and copper trade if officials do not reverse their stance on homosexuality. In other words, America is acting like a global bully, trying to force immorality, God-despising immorality, of the whole world. How do you think the Lord of history is going to look at a nation that continues to act like this, betraying its very foundations and the God who made and preserved us a nation? How do you think? The pastor goes on to write, Such actions are continuing to create the diminishing of the credibility, the respectability of the American empire, the European empire, because we are increasingly seeing it as decadent. The Ugandan president has repeatedly stated that his country will not surrender its principles and independence due to intimidation from Joe Biden. Friends, let's suppose you're considering the things that you're hearing here, which are true things. You're thinking about things not because you have a D or an R behind your name or historically did, but because you want to make the best possible choice for the future of our country internally and in terms of our reputation externally. What do these things cause you to think? That you'll be addicted to an R or a D or some other letter behind your name or or a candidate's name? Or rather that you will be analyzing the bulk of what they have to say and what they do? Words are cheap. That's why God says, be doers of the word, and not just hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We are engaged in massive self-deception, moral and spiritual deception, in the name of political power. And it's destroying not only our country, but the world. We're creating a Noah-like environment and a lot-like environment that Jesus himself described that would be the very clear conditions on the planet before the coming of Christ. In other words, that would bring judgment on the earth. We are being those people. Our country, the people we are electing or purporting to elect, This isn't a game, my friends. We have to look at this from God's perspective. It's not about our pocketbooks. That's relatively incidental at this point. I hope you're listening with your heart. Another report from the World Tribune says there's nothing spontaneous about the illegal migration tsunami. It's a stealth campaign by non-governmental organizations that are f- uh, funded by U.S. taxpayers. The United Nations and other nations' governments and corporations are secretly facilitating the invasion of illegal aliens at the southern U.S. southern border. And why is that? Two reasons. One, cheap labor, and number two, diluting the allegiance of the people in this country to the country itself so that the country can be easily assimilated into the new global order soon to come. Those are the two reasons. I hope you heard that and remember it, because you won't hear that on the news media. The Russian Times tells us now. Contrary to all the news media that you hear in this country. Coal now. Worldwide demand for coal. Is set to reach a historic high this year. By the end of 2023. At which we're at, at the end right now. A historic high for demand for coal, which our environmentalist uh, worshippers are saying has to be completely destroyed. So while they're trying to destroy it in America, the rest of the world is fueling by coal, including China and India and Indonesia the three largest coal producers that account for 70% of the world's supply. We're just playing games. We're making a religion out of environmentalism while refusing to follow the word, will, and ways of God as described in his word. And now, India is going so dramatically Hindu that the U.S. Religious Freedoms body wants to label India now a country of concern for religious persecution. Wow.
1: Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Click Cell Church.
0: While well, states of the United States of America, including Ohio, have decided that abortion is a right all the way up to the final days before childbirth, maybe even beyond, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, has now come out and declared abortion to be murder. So who has the clearer moral vision? Just asking, who has the clearer moral vision? I'm not here to promote Russia or things Russian. I'm just asking a question. Who has the clear moral vision? Who has the clear biblical vision based upon moral standards? When the Biden administration and starting with Barack Hussein Obama in 2008 promoting abortion and the practice of homosexuality throughout the world and Africa and using America's taxpayer money to do so and the Russian Duma or Parliament has just come out and declared passed a law stating that homosexuality, the practice of homosexuality and pederasty and all of these uh, biblical perversions are indeed crimes and are not to be put up with in Russia. Who has the greater, more accurate, biblical version of truth and morality. Just asking, my friend, Ukraine has now issued arrest warrants for the Orthodox Christian leader in Ukraine. They're declaring the Russian Orthodox Church, which was part of Ukrainian worship for umpteen years, decades, millennia, declaring it outlawed and arresting the Orthodox Christian leader. What does that say about Ukraine? What does it say about what we're supporting in Ukraine? Is this the spread of democracy? Another article, Ukraine ready to ban the country's largest Christian church. The legislation outlawing the Ukrainian Orthodox Church apparently passed. A bill that would ban the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, the largest Christian church in the country, could be passed in early 2024, said the Speaker of the Parliament. I thought we were supporting something of democracy and religious freedom. Isn't that what we were about? Apparently we're about another nefarious goal, friends, and that is to use Ukraine to engineer the new world government. That's what it's really about. In fact, another article says the U.S. engineered the Ukraine conflict. I believe it. I do. I've looked back and I've, I've studied the whole picture, and I believe that that's exactly what we did. Because we wanted something To be able to engineer the final unifying of the Roman, the ancient Roman Empire for a unified Europe and Western world, walling off Russia so that we could become the head of a new world order. Just saying, my friends. I'm not pro-Russian. I'm pro-God, friends. I hope you are. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Where is our ultimate allegiance as we approach 2024? Where is our ultimate allegiance? We're going to have to make some decisions very quickly. Another article from Leo Holman uh, coming out in the, uh, uh, an article from the Virginia Christian Alliance said the globalist mission is to turn Americans against each other. It's supremely important to them to utterly and publicly destroy the United States of America, not because America is some bastion of freedom and democracy, That's not the reason. It's because they need to have an immense level of control. They have to, in order to do that, they have to deconstruct and humiliate the country, destroy its middle class, and bring it to its knees. That, my friends, is a combination of several things. Money, or economy, law, Or crime, sexual perversion, causing Americans to come against each other through cries of racism, racism, racism. In other words, to break the country's allegiance apart so that the new global order can take over and the people will cry for their rulership and reject their own country. And most of the upper-level globalists are Luciferians. Again, we're looking at the greater picture of our world at the end of 2023 on the edge of what some say will be the catapulting of our world dramatically down the course of history to the culmination of what is referred to as the Great Reset, what the United Nations refer to as Agenda 2030. It's coming so quickly. So quickly. In the meantime, even as the United States is signing deals to shift away from fossil fuels at the UN Climate Summit, the rest of the world is going back toward foster fuel, uh, uh, fossil fuels. Did you know that? Germany is returning to fossil fuels. Why? Necessity. They're going broke. It's not going to work. But it's being used as a device, a quasi-religious device, to gain the support primarily of the younger generations in this country and in Europe. To coalesce under the support of the new global order. That's its primary purpose. It has no rooting in reality whatsoever. Period. It is completely concocted, elevating humankind as veritable gods to control the weather, the universe and even their own souls. And behind the Middle East wildfire is Iran's expanding oil sales. Oil. 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 Did you know, by the way, that as America and Europe have boycotted... Russian oil and gas, did you know that Russia's oil and gas delivery around the world has actually increased? They're making more money than ever. Those boycotts did almost nothing other than to drive Russia into the arms of a whole different realm of the world that has opened up to them now to be their savior to be their economic uh, defender, and so on. And so Russia has embraced China. China has embraced Russia, each for their own particular reasons, and they formed the BRICS nations, and come next month, those BRICS nations will be expanding dramatically around the world, forming a new economic order against the very... Western world order that Europe, and the led by the United States, tried to accomplish with the war, bringing this war up to its, uh, the point of uh, explosion uh, by, uh, with Ukraine. That's what we did. It's not what Russia did, it's what we did. We were warned over and over and over again, Do not do this. Ever since 2014, Vladimir Putin said, I'm sorry, you've gone too far. I'm not going to allow you to put up your nukes right along our border with Ukraine. So he said, at the very least, we're going to claim back those areas of Ukraine that are fundamentally Russian and see themselves as Russian. And that's what they did, the Donbass area. So is there any hope for resolution or settlement there? Hard to see it, but already apparently 400,000 Ukrainians have lost their their lives in that war. No telling how many Russians. 400,000. Sacrificed by the Western world on the altar of global power. (coughs) I don't know why we have to put it in such uh, stark terms, but that's the reality. It isn't about democracy at all. In fact, it was Joe Biden, remember, who went to Ukraine and threatened the law enforcement there in Ukraine that if they did not take the heat off of his son, that, they, that was being prosecuted, uh, that, that uh, Burisma was being prosecuted, and, and, and his son was on the board, if they didn't do that, that within six hours, he would cut off a billion dollars worth of American largesse going to Ukraine. What do you call that? Is that bribery? Is a bullying? What do you, what do you call that? And certainly he was corrupt and he understood and related to a corrupt people. He identified their corruptibility because Ukraine, not everybody, but is notorious as one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And by the way, believe it or not, I have a lot of Ukrainian friends that invite me to speak annually in their churches because they believe what we're saying here on this program. We have been led down the primrose path for so long, friends. Oil and gas are going to be Uh, front row center as we move into 2024 further into 2024 because they're going to lay the foundation for the uh, great Gog and Magog war of Ezekiel 38 and 39 I can't tell you exactly when that's going to occur but we're on the verge of some pretty explosive things I think you can see but fundamentally it goes down to two foundational things one America's abandonment of God's authority in our life, our ways, our practices, our hopes, and our purposes. Secondly, the abandonment of America and the rest of the world for Israel. Setting the stage for God to bring his final judgment upon the nations of the earth in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. $20 on our website, saveus.org. Yes, there is some hope for America. You can read about it in my book, Renewing the Soul of America. $15 on our website, the last... Five or six chapters of the book will set your heart straight for the future of our country. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.